Welcome back to Actors with Issues, a weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway, giving you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I am your host, Juan Ayala, and today we are joined by stage and screen actor and singer Eric Anthony Lopez, who recently traveled across Asia in the world tour of Phantom of the Opera as Pasarino and also covers the role of Ubaldo Piangi and made headlines as the youngest actor to take on the role in the long-running franchise's history. Fun fact, Eric was also a semi-finalist on American Idol, so we've got lots of stories coming. Buckle up, guys. <laughs> Eric, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, so I want to start with our very first segment called Getting to Know You. It's an icebreaker, rapid fire round of questions to just get to know Mr. Eric Anthony Lopez a little better. And we always start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Tea. Uh, what is your most recent binge watch? Oh, I'm so excited you asked me this. Okay. <laughs> love Victor. Love Victor. Love Victor. Obsessed. Love Victor. I watch it all. T- oh, well, should I go? Well, I watch it all the time. I know you have guests who have been <laughs> on the show. So I've been like tuning in to hear what they have to say. So yes, love Victor. It's very important. Moving on. It is the cutest <laughs> show on the planet, honestly. Um, yeah. Binged it like the, the week it came out. Um, but yeah, it's such a great show. And I really hope that they get a season three because they totally deserve it. I want to see where that story goes because we need that story, you know? Yes. Also, like for me, this is going to sound really corny and cheesy, not to like completely derail the game here. <laughs> but what I love about, this is what made me fall in love with it. Not only is the acting great and everyone's so like on it and like mm. that's like it. But what I love is like the little scene, especially as a Puerto Rican, the, the little scenes of when they pop into the into the uh, into the house and then they're leaving to go to school like the, all those greetings like the little oh la bendición like the little like right. just the little thing i'm like oh my god i actually screamed because i was like oh crap because i haven't heard and it sounds like a corny oh i haven't heard that but i had i literally yeah. never i don't hear that yeah so to hear like a greeting that i've been giving to my mom and grandmother for like 25 years of my life is yeah. just even that, I was like, I'm obsessed with the show on top of everything yeah. else. But anyway, no, I totally agree. I'm not it, getting paid by Love Victor. Uh, <laughs> this is not an to... ad. Um, no, not an ad at all. But yeah, no, I totally agree. It's definitely like they get all of the little just cultural things that so many other shows miss, likely due to the fact that they actually have Latinos and queer Latinos in the writers' room. Like, I got to interview exactly. one of the writers and producers of the show on my other podcast. Um, multicultural tv talk you know he said that he had brought in so many of his own experiences to the show and little things like that you totally notice like i can't think of a single day where my mom's like you know leaving the house growing up my mom's like Dios te bendiga. you know like that's always yeah. like they have to say it or it's it's bad luck so like it's autopilot like, right yeah <laughs> um what is your go-to karaoke song memory from cats because <laughs> i like to lay on the floor with my friends and try to be yeah also, like, that's not a plug because I work for Andrew Lloyd Webber. I just am <laughs> obsessed with Cats and Betty Buckley. And, oh, my God, Heather Hadley's version of Singing Memory. Look it up, folks. What is a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Selena. <laughs> and uh, what's a movie that never fails to make you cry? Oh, shit. Well, that's Selena, too, for different <laughs> reasons. Well, no, that's too easy. So let's go with another one. Uh, Titanic. Mm. That's it end of titanic you know like basics right uh what <laughs> is the worst side job that you've ever had oh goodness oh this is so embarrassing i'm gonna say it. 
<laughs> I was a so for for Nick not Nickelodeon. That's not true. Uh, okay, so a casting office in New Jersey. Mm. Um, that the TV. It's before I ever did TV. They needed like an intern to like, you know, trade, you know, transfer phones and do that whole thing. Mm. I'm so bad with like multiple phones ringing. I would like pray inside. Oh, I hope like more than one person doesn't call so I don't like mess up. It was, it sat, it was hard. And the room was like super hot and sweaty. And then the air conditioner was in the summer. It was horrible. It was when I first moved to New York. Anyway, I've never said that before on a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was working for a, a casting office, which to this day, I've never been asked to go into again, mm -hmm. nor, you know, it's not one that like people like you, no one's ever, no one's ever there. Mm. But yeah, I got casting off as the shower my name was, and I couldn't transfer phones because of my ADD and <laughs> other things. What is the but first yeah. acting job that you ever had? I would say my first job in the whole world was American Idol. And it really was true. Mm. But first job where I got actual like money was probably this off Broadway show I did for over a year of my life. Like the Jackie Mason musical mm. when I was 19. Um, it's what moved me to New York. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my first kind of, first kind of job. It was good. It was, it was, it was actually, it was amazing. At, at 19 to move to the city. Yeah. Like it was, it was amazing. I was very happy. Drama or comedy? Uh, comedy. Hero or villain? Villain. Stage acting or screen acting? Stage acting. Cause I suck at screen acting and I need classes. <laughs> Uh, plays or musicals? Musicals. Oh. If you could master any accent, which would it be? The uh, British London. Like standard like British accent. Mm. And I work with a lot of British people and it's embarrassing that I still can't do it. And where do you find yourself on your day off? In my bed sleeping or <laughs> at the local McDonald's. Just kidding. <laughs> um, where, do I, where am I going on my day off? What do I do on my day off? I really just sleep and I binge watch TV shows and then people are like, oh, want to come out? And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's so lame. Such a lame answer, but it's true. I'm totally the same way though. It's like, I'm almost never the one to initiate. Like, let's go out. It's like, oh, okay, I'll go. But I'm never the one to like pitch that idea ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, let me just lay here for a minute. Yeah. I'm good. Like I'm asleep. It's like I'm... my days off on <laughs> podcasting. So it's like, and, and doing adult stuff, like, you know, grocery shopping and all of that stuff. Right, like days stuff. off aren't fun for most people, <laughs> including know. actors. We use it to reset for the week. <laughs> it's true. I love it. You're podcasting on your days off, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to the McDonald's and sleeping. That's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to inspire your listeners. <laughs> Take naps, everybody. Self care is necessary. Yourself, you're just yes. doing self care. Self yeah, that's what it is. Self care, not my own unmotivated. And laziness. it looks different for everybody. Yes, it does. No, that's true, though. It does really look For me, it's watching Schitt's Creek and having a vodka soda on my day off. It's like, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, you grew up in Long Island and, as we said before, ended up becoming the youngest person to land the role of Pianchi in Phantom of the Opera. Now, as a kid, was being a performer on your radar? Like, did that come early for you or was it later in life that acting and performing? I guess it came uh, in, like, middle school. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will say, just to... I cover the part of Pianji. I say that because I am um, the youngest person. So everyone always asks me about this. Mm. The youngest person, that's why I'm glad to address on the podcast. I'm the youngest person cast to have played it. Right. So that goes for people who've actually played it and covers. Right. So um, right now I cover uh, Tabiso Massimini. He's amazing and I love him. 
back to the question at hand. Yes. So, uh, ADD showing on the podcast, <laughs> um, like diagnose, not like, you know, cause people throw that word around. Right. Now yeah. Want to die. But we'll talk about that later. Um, so yes, it started midway, um, like in middle school. Mm. Um, I just started to sing. I know it sounds and people are like, oh, you're good at that. And I was like, really? Great, because I'm not good at anything else. At least I didn't think so at the time. Mm. So yeah, it kind of came midway. And I, uh, you know, I didn't do any like community theater or anything. I just did chorus and the school play. So like my first, like, I don't know, part in a play or a musical rather, was we did Into the Woods, the mm. junior version, mm. which I didn't know what I was doing at the time in terms of, holy, like Into the Woods, everyone loves Into the Woods. Well, people love it. You know what I'm saying? It's a big, it's not a, it's not your typical middle school show. Um, so I got to do Jack and Into the Woods. It was like seventh grade and it was, it was cool. You know, it was fun. And I got great notices for it. No, the people in the hot <laughs> and the, in the uh, people, like little teachers would be like, oh, you're really good in the play. I was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Like it was fun, and then I uh, it was fun, and then I just started doing it more and more. You know, every show that was offered, I would go out for it. And, yeah. Similarly, when when I first started, it was I feel like it kind of happens a lot, especially with um, actors who, you know, maybe didn't grow up in affluent families or actors of of color who didn't have access to things like voice lessons and, and community theaters. Um, for me, it started singing as well. It started like singing in church a lot. And then you just do like music class and then chorus throughout school. And then eventually someone tells you, you should audition for the show. And then ended up doing my first musical. And here we are. Podcast. No, that's as I actually totally agree with you on that. Like, and I didn't even mention, <laughs> I don't I didn't even mention church, but that was a big part of my life too. Like, mm. I think I, off, this is going to sound bad, but I'll say it. A lot of people say, oh, I was in voice lessons since I was this and that. Right. We didn't have money for that. Right. <laughs> I had to get a part-time I, job to pay for my voice lessons. because My parents were like, we can't pay for that. I was like, all right, right. can I get a job then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's, it's yeah. So I, my whole life was, we had chorus at the beginning of the day. So like eight o'clock is when chorus would end, and your normal classes in middle school would start at nine. So that I lived for that hour i would that would get me out of bed which yeah. is super like cliche and but it's true like i was like oh I gotta go to chorus with and i get to see my friends and it's very communal and then i would sing and it'd be fun and then of course i got an ego trip when i was in eighth grade because you know the all the all the big superstar you know eighth graders left and then i was like the lone soul and i felt very proud <laughs> of myself and then you come to you know little thing like all that yeah. you know stuff that goes along um so no i agree with it like i i didn't have my first vocal lesson until I got into um, the show I just referenced, uh, Mason in the City, mm-hmm. which people think is bizarre, but I'm like, well, we didn't have any money for that. When you end up growing up doing like chorus, especially like I moved to a slightly more affluent town for high school just because I grew up in a city that wasn't too, too, their high schools weren't great. So my parents wanted me and my sister to, to go to better high schools. So we went to like a, the suburb down the street and you know, it was like night and day, but they did like, you know, singing in different languages and more classical training and all of that stuff. So that got me more involved in that. So it was very different going from like Spanish, Latin church music to then being classically trained in, in all of that. And, you know, like, I mean, similarly for you, like you have, uh, may as well start talking about your, your upcoming album. 
um, called Cincolados, but it's, you know, it, you're very much sort of crossing over genres in that from, from what I've read. So what, what can you tell us about that? Yes, I am indeed. So I feel like, so yes, I'm very excited about the album. It's basically, uh, and I think I said this somewhere, it's basically every quote unquote, everything I do in one, in a, in a four track EP. Mm. So I'm doing classic, like people, okay. I think people expect when they hear it, they, they're going to hear, they want to hear Phantom. That's period. Something people want to hear me sing yeah. that. They want to, yeah, they want to hear me sing that show. But like, I have a whole, you know, with American Idol and then growing up, you know, you know, people forget sometimes. Mm. It's singing in Spanish, it's pop music, it's Latin music. It's so yeah, it's basically everything I do in one in one thing, which I think is important because you know, as artists, we want to always diversify ourselves and mm. you know and, and I don't you know, I always say I haven't gotten paid to belt in many years because I've been in Phantom. Like I've been asked to sing a very certain way. Mm. So to get to do pop music is like amazing you know so i'm very i'm very excited about it. see i just zigzagged all over the map there in terms of subjects but yes uh i'm very excited to do it and just sing in spanish is just it's like it, it's what i start i started doing mm-hmm. you know growing up in a bilingual household so you know it's it's nice to do that and uh and do it it's just it's just good it's just it's it's it's, it's like it's like home just to, to do that mm-hmm. because you know, and to do it freely. You know, I, have to, I don't have to ask permission to do it. I right. can just do it. Yeah, anyway. it's like, you know, going back to your roots. And that's really awesome because I know that so many of us, because of the the standards set by the industry and, and, and just society in general as well, like we hear our own people, like I've been told like, oh, you don't look Hispanic or you don't look Salvadorian. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't all look the same, right? Like, right. Some of us are indigenous, some of us are home. European, some of us are have like African roots some are an amalgamation yeah. of all of them like my my mom is her family is an indigenous ancestry my dad's European but they're both from the same country so I yeah. look mixed same. as but to other people I don't look Hispanic at all others like oh I totally think you look it I'm like yeah it's all a matter of perspective <laughs> yeah I've I've dealt with my fair share of that especially with yeah as in the industry I've been oh god I don't want to get like I'm not throwing I'm not gonna make I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say you know, I've had, you know, extended family come see me in shows over the years. And it's always very funny when <laughs> a house manager or so-and-so they'll, they will go up to me and be like, oh, your family's here. Oh, oh wait, where are, they didn't show up. I remember I, <laughs> they didn't show up. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, really? My mom says she's here. But they only thought like half of them showed up. And I'm like, wait, right. no, that whole row is my family. And they look at you like you have 10 heads. Right. And that actually not, I'm not going to say what role or what, where, where, where it was, but that was kind of the first time where I was like, oh, 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 like I had no idea. I just, I don't know. It sounds naive. I guess it's naive. I thought, oh, this is my family. This is the block. Of, and even if there weren't my family, they're my friends. Family. This is the block of people I have coming to said show. Mm. But then someone casually mentions a house manager. Oh, so they didn't show up. I don't think they showed up. Oh, because they're dark. Right. You didn't think they related to me. Oh. And I literally had to go, I've done this before. And it's very kind, you know, people say, oh, don't get mad. Don't get condescending. But I've said, okay, I want you to think about my last name for just a second. <laughs> and I literally see the, in their eyes, the, oh shit. And I'm like, right. yes. There's a whole range. We come in all shades, folks. Right. So thank you for that. <laughs> but it's a very, it's a very, 
interesting concept. And I, and I also, for my cousins, like I've heard a lot from them, especially with the BLM movement taking hold and everything, like what that means, because, you know, they've grown up, you know, watching movies and they see a version of what a Latina looks like or a Latina looks like. Mm-hmm. And then they, they go, oh, when are we going to get a chance to be showcased? Yeah. Like, cause we all come in different shades. Like I actually, oh God, I'm t- wow. I'm all over the map here. Like for example, there was a, you know, anyway, there was a movie that came, that we were very happy came to, came out. And there was a controversy that took hold yeah. because there wasn't Afro-Latinos and Afro-Latinos in showcase um, in leading parts. And the person of that movie addressed it. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. And I, and I, um, I had all my cousins who, you know, really, they don't follow Peter. They, they like accountants and everything else. They texted me, I cannot believe, and this is real. Like, this is real talk. I cannot believe this conversation is his headline making news because they were so shocked because they thought it was such a, a such a, a, a nuanced subject mm. that they almost couldn't believe that when they turned on CNN, that's what was being said. Yeah. Cause people have a one version, you know, society, I think at large has a, a version of what that looks like. So the fact there are people who go, what do you mean? What's an Afro Latino? I've heard that from friends. Oh yeah. What's that? I thought they were just black. I'm like, like, like just they say it like that. It's like, whoa. They're not mutually exclusive. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. So like I, you know, so my cousins were like, I can't believe this is a conversation. This is amazing. Because they were like, we've been banging this drum for freaking right. decades now. So anyway, yeah. that's my whole, and I'm not even the most qualified to even talk about this. <laughs> but I, I, but I, I just think it's very, very interesting how, you know, our industry is changing and it's changing for the better. And it's going to be, and, and just people are opening up to like, you know, people are learning. People are actually like reading and yeah. not just following whatever, you know, fake news. Like they're actually like, Anyway, I'm, I'm all over the place, but I think it's, it's important. It's important it to like, you know, talk about because people don't talk about it. And then, yeah, yeah anyway. No, I totally agree. It's, it's definitely a conversation that, that needs to be had. And I always get annoyed on on shows when con- when topics like this are brought up and the person only says something like, yeah, it's a conversation we need to have. And I'm like, okay, cool. So have it. Talk about well, it. Well, have it then. Right. Do it right now. <laughs> Habit. yeah and it's like it's frustrating because you know like the, the conversation has to start at the top but even before that my point of view on things like diversity and being aware like i'm sure there are plenty of casting directors agents and managers out there um love them all because they are very good at what they do but they also need to be aware that latinos and Latinas and Hispanics come in a range of looks and shades of skin and all of that. Because yeah. if they have that look, the typical societal Mexican, whatever look in their head, when they see a role that calls for Latino, they're going to dismiss a whole bunch of their clients for that role because yeah. the image in their head doesn't match what their client looks like. But it's like, but a very wide variety of looks can play <laughs> Latino and they need to understand that. It's amazing because it, it, it's either, and this is the, the unedited i'm gonna get why do you talk about that well it's important there's people that veer to the there's a casting they are or, or, or based on calling in they'll call in whatever they'll call it fine 
some directors, dare I say, or producers lean to the white side of things. Mm. They'll say, they'll go to the, oh, do I want to be specific? Okay. I love both of these performers. <laughs> They're celebrities, so I do not know them. And they I won't listen say, to this, so don't worry. <laughs> and they won't listen to this. The Latina will go from, this is the, they'll go the J-Lo route, which is the lighter skinned, you know, whatever. And that's like, me regularly i'll raise my hand on that one mm. and then there, with an accent that is she talks you know we all know how she talks and then urban now I brooklyn say, or um or the bronx r- and that sort of right ur- urban right vibe or and but in certain movies she doesn't always talk like that right. which and then there's someone who never negotiates her um accent or whatever and she's made a career out of it rosie Pere- rosie perez mm. who literally is a version that's two different versions of a Latina and they, and then you go with like people and then I'll say things like, oh, someone's uh, uh, <laughs> this is a good one. Um, oh, they're doing a, a new musical on Celia Cruz and people will go, huh? What do you mean? They don't like, get that that's a Spanish. They're like, wait, what? Right. Like, they, like, it, it blows people's minds. So I always say casting directors either veer very white mm-hmm. or they lean somewhere mostly towards the middle, but like the, other end of the melanin spectrum is never considered. Right. They think it's like a bizarre, or you know, I think I don't know. I but I think now with that conversation with, you know, the new movie that was just released in the Heights, I think now people will start yeah. to wake up to it, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I find that too. Like I, you know, I've been told, and this, I don't want to make this a victim. Way way way, but. I was just used to it because my mom told me when I joined the business school, if you listen, you don't, just so you know, to get ready for it because it's coming. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not even, and if that is the worst thing I've ever heard, like it's, I'm okay. It is a little denying of one's identity, yeah. but I know people in, you know, have a, a lot harder. Like it's a lot, like a lot harder. Right. Like I'm not stopped when I go to a freaking bodega. Oh, what do you look at? Like, come on. Right. Um, cut to, so they, that's what I mean. In terms of this, I've heard from directors, actors all, all, over, all over the map. I've heard, well, you don't look Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Or they'll go, and you, I know you're going to bribe with this one, speak Spanish. As if that is the. Oh, you're Hispanic. You know, Spanish. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why? I'm like, I know a lot of fucking people who learn Spanish in school and like, if they wanted to speak it, like, it's not. Why is speaking Spanish the the thing that verifies? Like, come on, man! Like, I hear that all. I don't know any. That's I like, don't know any people in our generation that are Italian Americans that speak Italian. Yet we're still expected. exactly. They never ask them to speak Italian right. ever. So I, you know, and you and I, you know, I've been conditioned, as many Latinos listening to this will hear, to, to get ready for that. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know, I. <laughs> I remember telling my mom stories from throughout my time in the business, my, my great six years. No. Uh, and I said to her little things, like little things have happened along the way. And we just kind of laugh mm-hmm. because we, she was, it's just like, wow, like people are so, but people like wouldn't think that I would have that conversation at first glance li- looking at me mm. in many ways. So I always felt like, you know, the conversation, I'm like, yeah, these people are so stupid. Like, ha ha, like they laugh. It's just so funny that it's so asinine that things like this take place. And yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, 
so yes, everyone's always asking me to either speak Spanish or they think I've been told I'm adopted. Oh, please, like in the world, in the workplace, mind you, not like just right. You're Hispanic the- or were you adopted? Like, 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 no. Or this, thank God you're super light because you'll work. I remember hearing that a lot. Really? As if that, w- I've heard that like, oh, good. <gasps> I've, I had a director say like, oh, thank you. I've, not in Phantom. I'll be very clear about right. that. I'm not talking about Phantom. But I've had a director, one of my first things I ever did, it was like a reading. Mm-hmm. They go, you know what's great about you? You have a Spanish, Spanish, he said it like that. Spanish. White guy. Spanish last name, but you got white. So it was like checking a box. And I'm like, ew, why am I here? Why am I right. here? Am I here just to fill a quota? Like, what the heck is this? Right. Am I the diversity hire? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if, and, and, and if I'm the diversity hire, we got problems because there's right. a lot of other people. If you want to like show your diversity, also right. soapbox people, there should be diversity off stage, not just on stage. I have a, I have a hundred of things that I can ramble about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If we're really going to strive for diversity, we need more casting directors and casting associates of color. You need more reps who are of color, more agents, managers, and studio yeah. executives, directors, writers. You need like the, the reality of the project you're doing has to be reflected everywhere in pre-production. Because if you just focus, if going for makeup stylist, hairstylist, like everybody needs to know what they're handling. Because I can't, I've read so many stories of um, like, uh, Latina actresses and black actresses saying that like the hairstylists of the show don't know yeah. what to do with them or, or give them like yeah. a, a, a bad mm-hmm. wig or, or, or mess up their hair really badly because it's like why would you not hire someone who knows exactly how to deal with this like I don't know it's just and I've said things before about you know you may want to take a look but I'm and obviously I'm 25 mm. I can't say that because I'm too young to say that I'm, I'm speaking out of turn for saying that and then you get someone in the fucking room who who knows how to put on a wig on someone who's afro you know that whole thing mm-hmm. and they go oh oh like they, it doesn't dawn on and that's not a that's not a it's just you don't think of it mm-hmm. and then that's not anyone's but we're gonna we better start thinking and it, it like i know on sets i've been in at least in 2021 um uh there was one person of uh one not one let me make that clear across the board there's been all different people of color. And I went into that, um, and listen, it doesn't affect me, but you take note of if your employer is, so I, I'm doing this show with Fox and Hulu right now, which well, I can't not advertise, but it comes out in winter. And it's a very good thing. I'm very happy to be doing it. But I looked in that uh, hair and makeup room and I went, oh my God, cool. And I've heard this from people who've done sets in the past two or three years. Like you're seeing finally, there is somebody there who's a person of color who yeah. can actually tend to people in the company and it's just it just it needs to be there whether you have it whether you have folks on camera poc or not i think they just need to be there so Mm. you can't just say oh because i've heard you know you hear those stories of yeah what you just said of black actresses or afro latina who literally 
they like they, they don't know what to do with them and then they just end up doing it themselves they end up calling their agents like what the heck's going on and yeah. crying and it's like oh, you don't need any of that i will say with um phantom i will say this which i tend to wave the flag not just because i'm paid by them but what i love about being in that environment is it's literally it's a world tour in its truest sense at least the world tour company like and the Broadway company, but world tour, because I'm there with them. You look around on stage and off, and you really do see different creeds, religions, shades. Mm. It's like, it's literally like, oh my God, if Broadway, and and we're produced by the Broadway, you know, really, Bro- the Broadway company, like we, it's all the same, you know, land. And I'm like, I wish people, I hope people are taking note of this. This is what mm. diversity looks like and not just one that you can see look look every because i hate that you parade people out on stage and you go look we're doing it we're doing it i'm like okay but how about the lighting rigger how about the 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 the, like how about this guy how about like let's start giving folks you know i don't know opportunities and and it's not even about giving them opportunities about just having you want i don't know i someone and you know this as someone who's grown up like i grew up in a very white 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 there was like one latin guy and Mm. you know one black and that was one black person and that was like the end of it and they were, and we were the go-tos for everything and it was just like ugh, whatever yeah um growing up in that environment it was always very kind of weird <laughs> and slightly bizarre mm-hmm. um so to go into my workplace and see all shades of people and you just go oh this is nice this is how it should be mm-hmm. and i just hope that sets and shows and i think it will i think once we go back I hope, oh, I hope that we'll see diversity all across the board and not just for the sake of, oh, because that's the right thing to do now. I, I'm seeing, I'm hearing a lot of that. No, it's not about right. that. It's about the necessity. Like you have to be, also once you get to know different people, I promise people <laughs> listening out there, they'll go, oh, we're like all the same. Like it always makes me crazy. Like, you know, hearing, oh, well, I don't have anything in common or I just, we're really all the same. Like, I, I don't know. I believe that all humans can, across all ilks, and find something in common with one another. It just makes for an easier, yeah. more loving world. I don't know. I just think it's, I think when we go back, when Broadway starts, we will get to see needed changes. Um, they're just for the better. Yeah. I think it's time. It's been, it's, been, it's been a horrible time with COVID and now with the, it's just it's 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 time it's fine i think it's finally time i think it will finally be taken seriously and it's time to wrap things up with our final segment called now that we know you a final round of questions that will dig a little deeper and make you think so don't think you have to answer these super quickly uh we're gonna start with uh if you could be in the revival of any broadway show or any tv show which would it be this is so lame and such a plug. Okay, love. Okay, love never dies. Never made it to Broadway. I want to be in Love Never Dies. <laughs> great. It's yeah. kind, of, and that's all. You know, I'm doing. All, yeah, great score. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but it went to the it went to the West End, and I would love to be the right age to play it, to play the guy, to play the fan, in that. Right, because everyone's supposed to be lead. It's what is it, 10, 12 years later. So yeah, it's- right. So I literally have, and I look ten years old, and I even the part <laughs> I cover now in Phantom. So I have about twenty years to go. So love never dies when it resurges in twenty years. It's not happening. 
I want to get texts about this. What are you talking you about? You never know. <laughs> That's how you I feel about know. like uh, all of my dream roles are like 40 and up. I think the youngest dream role I have is Bobby in company, but that's 35. Yes. So that's fine. Um, and then Sweeney's another one and George and Sunny in the Park with George. But it's like, they're older. They're supposed to have, you know, they're supposed to be like aging. So like 40 and up. I have a little tangent. Can I go on it? So you said Bobby and company. This is not the part of the game, but I want to say this because all actors' Instagrams are very curated. Mine's curated, blah, 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 blah. Industry, 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 right? I just got, you know, remember the share your rejections thing that was trending like a couple of years ago where people would humble brag, they would hated that. So I'm going to share a rejection from you. I got an, I was very happy to receive an audition for Kyle D. Mass to replace Kyle D. Mass in company. I did not get it. Mm. But why am I saying that? Because just because someone Instagram looks like they're flying high doesn't mean we get, we never get rejections. Yeah. Every actor gets rejections. Keep, every actor gets rejections. Every actor gets rejection. And there's no upside to what I just said. I did not get it. They found somebody else. Guess what? Not every story ends with a mountain. Careers, peaks, and valleys. So I say that because, you know, I'm going to share this on Instagram. People are going to go, oh, but you did this. And you did Met Stadium. You did this. And you did that. Okay. Well, then I got like three no's. And that's not the first. That's one of the no's. That's just the no's. That's just one of the parts that's in the news. So you say company. Well, I tried to replace and they didn't want to give it to me. And the actor they will pick will do a fine job the business anyway that's my tangent on that no no, but i totally Carry rejections absolutely <laughs> i i do it i i did kind of did it recently i had posted like um four screenshots of self-tapes like all side by side and i was like here's like three auditions that i was very fortunate to get haven't heard anything so we're assuming they passed you know pass on me um but it's one of those things like i i don't like when my i don't like my social media looking like because I don't book things left and right. I work mostly in TV now just because that's the way that things have gone for me and I'm totally fine with it. Um, I've only worked on two TV shows in the last three years that I've actively been pursuing television. So it's like, yes, that's more than what people want, but they don't see all of the auditions that I did and didn't end up even getting like a callback. And it's just like, it happens. I think like I I counted, I got my first manager last year, like during the pandemic um, because understandably a lot of people were leaving the entertainment industry altogether um, or just terminating their contracts. So they were moving or just going back to school. Like so many different things happened with actors last year, once the industry shut down. Um, so I ended up getting my first like uh, New York based rep. So I was getting auditions for TV shows here for the first time. And I think in the latter half of the year that I was with them, I had like 60 auditions and I booked one. Yeah, that's real. People don't talk about the numbers. Like you're, everyone's like, "Well, you're yeah. gonna get a lot of no's." Like, well, you need to tell people how many, <laughs> especially. Yes, how many? Not, a lot is vague, and like you know, some people say like for every 100 right. no's, you get a yes. It's like that's kind of on the money, and that's a lot of auditions. Whether they're two line co stars or they're like the big theater ones or a series regular, but like if you're someone that's on the co star level that's doing like those one day roles in a show or whatever, you're gonna be going through so many of those. It's insane. Right. You might as well get used to it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, I don't, you know, I've done literally the <laughs> idol back in the day, but now I'm doing a show with Hulu and Fox. And that was kind of a, a, a crazy thing to have happened. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I'm very grateful for it. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be in the business of, cause you know, you want to push the show and you want to push that, you know, I am coming out and you want to, and you want to do that thing. But I think it's, I, you know, I'm, that's why I'm saying 
I'm, I'm going to be specific. I'm going to say what job it was, mm. you know, because I just think it's, it's not, it sounds horny. It's empowering, but it is, you know, it's like, yes, I was very, I was shocked as much as anybody yeah. when, like, you know, Kyle Dean was leaving. Okay, great. And I read that. And then the next day I got an audition and I got pretty close mm-hmm. and it didn't pan out. Would it have changed my whole career? Yes. Will there be other things? Yes. Will it, will it, you know, happen in many da- years down the line? We don't know. That's mm-hmm. what actors, it's peaks and values, you know? So I, I'm all into being specific, but not specific. Like I'm not going to post myself tape just so people can clap for me. That's not, I'm not in the business of doing that, but you know, you should be specific. I think it's important because no one talks about it and, or people reach a certain level and then don't talk about it. Cause they're like, Oh, I got it. I got to And it's like, just be, be real. You know, yeah. if Ben Placken posted his audition when he did not get uh, what is it? Tony in West side story. Mm-hmm. I think we're all, you know what I mean? Right. Like keep it real folks. Uh, what is a TV show that you would love to guest star on? I would never do. It. Well, I would love Victor. I, I, I just love the show. <laughs> I'm a little, I don't know what they would have me do, but I, I'm just, I'm, but I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> Come on. Those actors are good, man. Like they're really good. And, that, and they're also like young. I was like, not that I'm old, but I'm like, not all of them. No, no. Some so of them good. are older than us or our ages. What? I just can't tell. I, I did really. a little Googling yeah. and I'm like, well, and also, can I just say, and I don't mean to, their skin, have you ever watched it? Their skin's all fucking good. Is that, I don't know what that is. Is that the camera? Because they, they all have beautiful skin and they're all like beautiful people. But I look, I'm like, damn, these people are like great at what they do. They look fantastic on screen. They're adorable all hell. And they also look like a nice group of people. I'm just a yeah. big old some of them know, are young, well, so they just they actually are young and young people just tend to have good skin if they're lucky. Um, <laughs> and then with some of them, I mean, like with Michael Cimino, he just has good genes. It's, mm. you know, because yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> there was a scene in the show in the season two. Not sure if you remember, but in the beginning of uh, season two, after he had like come out to everyone, um, he there was a girl in like the in the the cafe courtyard or whatever he was like like bitch like what's your skincare routine and he was like i use some moisturizer yeah. he's like water <laughs> he's like water like, right that's so like, yeah. yep that's totally how it actually works with people and they have they just yeah, happen to have amazing skin. skin they wash their face with water and they have amazing skin uh, right also like not to be again with this love victor you think i work for these people no i'm not <laughs> the show i'm doing on hulu is not love victor but i I just love a Puerto Rican guy. A, a biasly, a Puerto biasly. What Puerto Rican dude is leading a show? Like I'm obsessed with that. Right. I think it, I'm like, oh my god, it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, a brown That's Latino cool. actor too. It's like not yes the, the normal. They we've didn't seen. whiten it up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, they didn't whiten it up for other people's comfort. Exactly. Um, and they have all these other characters that are like they have a super diverse young cast and i love what they did in season two especially i'm like oh good we get to see an entirely different cultural yeah. approach to someone coming out like oh i also one more thing about I'm, yes guys i'm catch me on love victor season two i might as well <laughs> so i'm talking about them more than freaking anything else uh and lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young performer okay this is the real truth work on your weaknesses but really market your strengths that's my business approach to it all right eric thank you so much for joining us today uh where can people find you on social media if they want to give you a follow so i'm only on instagram so you can find me find me at eric.anthony 
Lopez. And I'm ericanthonylopez.com. Awesome. And you all can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. You can follow me at Juaniala Official. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. You can head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.